Hello everyone, today we'll be studying the 6th chapter of Sefer Shoftim for Friday, March 1st. A very exciting chapter, we learn about a new judge by the name of Gidon, or Gideon, as some like to pronounce it. So let's learn about Gidon, spelled Gimel, Dalid, Ayin, Vav, Nun. Very common name in the land of Israel. We've so far read about Asnil ben Kenas, we read about Ehud, Shamgar, and Devorah. We spent a lot of time with Ehud and Devorah. And once again, the cycle continues. Vayasu b'nei Yisol hara b'nei Hashem. The Jewish people do bad in the eyes of Hashem. Vayitanem Hashem yad midin, and Hashem gives them in the hand of Midian for seven years. And it seems like the Ra that we are discussing here is worse than the Ra before. In other words, it says the Jewish people did bad. It never really tells us what exactly they did or how is it different than the evil before. Uh, but what's definitely true is the punishment, the consequence, is worse. Let's read. It says, The hand of the Midian. The Midianites on the eastern side of the Jordan River. It's always like a different enemy. I know that's usually not what we focus on. And uh, a lot of this has to do with territorial disputes, uh, economic pursuits, um, just perhaps maybe hatred for the Jewish people. So you never really know. It's, it's, it's not the focus. There's definitely what to talk about. Definitely are those that speak about it. But we're going with what the Navi tells us in terms of what clearly is supposed to be remembered as part of these stories. The hand of the Midian was strong on the Jewish people. So they did a terrible oppression to the Jewish people. And the Jewish people would make the, themselves like little caves to hide. Beharim Umarus caves of strongholds. And how would they impress, oppress the Jewish people? The Jewish people would plant, Midian would ascend, and joining along them, always at somebody's side, is Amalek. Ubenekedem. They would go up. They would camp there, and they would literally destroy all the crop of the Jewish people and leave nothing left for the Jewish people to sustain themselves. So clearly, oppression at its worst. Definitely the worst we've had in the book of Judges and so far in their stay in the land of Israel. And it says that they would come in, you know, a there was no way to count how much camels they would walk in. So they came to the land to destroy it. So it's definitely destroying for the sake of destroying. And the Jewish people were poor. And as always happens, they cried to the Jewish people. Now, usually when they cry out uh, to Hashem, Hashem immediately responds, finds a judge, and happily ever after, at least happily for a nice amount of time. In this case, uh, it seems like Hashem senses this is not a proper um Repentance. And it wasn't the Jewish people cried out about me. Hashem sent a Navi. Who is this Navi? We are told that it's Pinchas. Pinchas always comes in. Pinchas plays an interesting role. Like whenever he's really needed, but for some reason he's not the judge. For some reason he's not the high priest. Like he doesn't actually have an official position, but he comes in to help. Again, remember he came in at the end of the book of Joshua. They needed someone to... Uh, go over to the other side to speak to Reuben and God about some sort of suspicious altar that they built. And here also, the Navi is there to say, This is what Hashem said. I took you out of Egypt and I took you out of from being a slave. I saved you from Mitzrayim and all their oppressors. I got you out of that land to give you the land of Israel. And I told you, do not see your neighbors here and do nothing. And you didn't listen to my voice. So it seems like this was needed to give an extra boost. Not enough to cry out. We're about to be revealed to the new judge, Vayava Malach Hashem, an angel comes, and he's sitting under a tree. Asher Yosh Avi Ha'ezri. 
An angel of Hashem came and sat under the tree that belonged to Yoash. Now Yoash will be important mostly for his son. Gidon Beno, Chovet Chitim, and Gidon, his son, was threshing wheat at the winepress. I love Malach Hashem, and the Malach appeared to him. Vayam, I love Hashem, Imcha, Gibor Hashem says to him, and says, Hashem is with you, O mighty hero. Vayam, I love Gidon, and Gidon responds. Right? Gidon responds and says, If Hashem is with us, why is everything happening to us? Where's all the wonders that we were told? That God took us out of Egypt, and now He has forsaken us and given the hand of Midian. Chazal actually tell us that the fact that Gidon is re- reminded of the Exodus, it's not just because Penchas just mentioned it, but more so because it happened to be the holiday of Pesach. And just the night before, as they were celebrating the Pesach Seder, Gidon responded and said as follows. And he said, Rashi brings it down. I just want to find it for you. Because his father was leading the Seder. And he said, you know, God will uh, save us. And, and, God, and God responded and said, if they were deserving, then save us. So, so Gidon responded and said, if they were deserving to be redeemed, then save us in their merit. Which I think he's saying that if we're destroyed, then their salvation is meaningless. And if they were not deserving, then save us just as you save them. So Chazal presents Gidon as this very, um, you know, he's, he's, he's questioning the ways of God. Or it's a tefillah, and yet he's the one chosen as a shofet. You know, we are told, uh, at least according to some places that I've read, that the impressiveness of the shoftim, of our judges, at least the way they're being presented to us in Chazal and the Torah, is definitely diminishing. And the reason for that is, is that the judges are always going to be reflective of the potential, or maybe, I guess not so much potential, but the actual uh, level that the Jewish people are in. So it's sort of no accident that as we go down the list of judges, their the language, the word I'm going to use, their impressiveness uh, is going down as well. So we started off with uh, Asnil ben Kanaz, who we're told was like restore Torah to its old teachings of Moshe Benim. We are told about uh, Devorah, right? The, the very high level that she reached. But now we're, we're now with Gidon, and it takes a little bit longer to build them up. So Hashem turns to him. And says, Go with your strength and save the Jewish people. I've sent you. And Gideon responds says, Who am I to save the Jewish people? I'm some sort of poor guy from Menashe, the youngest in my father's house. And Hashem says, I'm with you. Don't worry. You will swipe Midian. And Gideon says, If I find favor in your eyes, do a sign for me. Now, does this sound familiar or what? An angel appearing in a tree, telling him to go save the Jewish people. And, the, and this person responds, says, I am not deserving. And he says, you are. And he says, do a sign. Where is, is this familiar? Oh, I'm sure you you got it. Moshe Rabbeinu, right? We had this by Moshe Rabbeinu. The same exact thing. And the similarities to Moshe Rabbeinu, I believe, are going to continue. And Al-Nasamash Mizeh Gidon says, don't remove yourself from the stream. I will go find an offering for you. And the angel said, I will wait until you come back. Gidon comes and makes some, gay, uh, some goats. He gets some matzos. Right? No accident there. He's getting some matzos and he puts it out and a fire comes. The fire comes. I'm sorry. Uh, sorry right? So the angel says to him, sorry, the angel says to him, uh, take the meat and matzos and place them on that rock and pour out the broth. Okay. And that's what he does. And the angel of Hashem stretched out the edge of the staff that was in his hand. Staff, right? Also brings us back to Moshe Rabbeinu. The angel touches the meat and the matzah. A fire comes out from a rock. Interesting. I never thought of this, right? Moshe has water coming out from a rock with the staff. Here we have fire 
coming out from a rock. Fascinating. And the angel disappears. Gidon realized that it was in fact a angel of Hashem. And Gidon says, Right? Like, whoa, basically, Hashem, which is fast. He says, I've seen the angel of Hashem face to face, which is also something we know of Moshe Rabbeinu who sees and speaks Hashem, Panim El Panim. Right? That's a phrase that is used with Moshe Rabbeinu. So the comparisons continue. Now Hashem speaks to him and says, Shalom, like, hello. Don't be afraid, you will not die. And Gidon builds an altar. And he calls. This place, Hashem, is our source of peace. Okay, fine. Now, again, every time sacrifices are built and brought, I know we sort of get used to it, but remember, there is a Mishkan that's built, and it's a little bit hard to know why he was permitted uh, to do so. That is something the Gemara uh, deals with. Okay, and it wasn't the night. right? Also, getting back to the Exodus story, right? And Hashem told him, take the bull that belongs to your father in a second bull. And destroy the altar. Basically, Gidon comes from a house of idolatry. And Hashem tells him, please destroy it. And build an altar and, you know, do something there instead. Gidon takes ten men. He does exactly what Hashem told him. And it was when he was a little bit afraid of what his father would say. He did it at night. The men of the city woke up in the morning and they see that all their trees, their idolatrous trees and altars, have been destroyed. And that the second bowl that Gidon prepared was brought up as a carbon. And each man said to his friend, who did this? And they found out that it was in fact Gidon ben Yoash. And the Anshayir said to Yoash, your son should be taken out to be killed. And Yoash responds, I think somewhat sarcastically, and said, hey, well, who are we trying to defend here? Right? We're trying to defend Baal, like the idol. Will you save him? Whoever grieved him should die in the morning. If Baal is good, is God it will take up his grievance for breaking its altar. In other words, I said, we're protecting God. God can take care of himself. And that day, Yoash actually named his son. It sounds like he more than defended him, but maybe was proud of him. He called him Yeru Baal, the fighter of Baal. Baal was the Avodazar. And of course, Midian and Malik all gathered together and they passed to the Emekizom. And the Ruach Hashem enclosed, enveloped Gidon, and Gidon sounds the shofar. And they... They gathered together a large crowd from Zvul and Avtali. Definitely sounds like we're dealing with the northern parts of Israel. And Gideon says to Hashem, Gideon is still worried. Is he worthy of being saved? He's not questioning Hashem's existence. But but we've reached a new era where there's a suffix at all whether Hashem will indeed help them due to their level. And Vayomer Gideon and says, I'm going to do the following sign. I'm going to sort of spread out some sort of fleece over the garment. And if dew falls out on the fleece, Meaning fleece is considered like very, uh, I don't know, poor material, and that's me. But if dew, which is a symbolism of the hand of Hashem, falls on it, then I know that Hashem is with me. And it was I woke up in the morning, and in fact, it was full of dew. And Gideon said that I'm going to test one more time, and if it's dry, it's dry. And Hashem does it again. And there was dryness only on that area, and everywhere else fell. Uh, dew fell. So that so Gidon is really getting prepared for battle. We are going to read about the battle tomorrow. But Gidon has done three signs altogether. The same number of signs we find in Sefer Shemos with Moshe Rabbeinu. So let us actually, Gidon is going to take up a few chapters. So this is only the beginning of the story of Gidon. Stay tuned. Thank you so much for taking your time today to study some Novi.